Chapter 12 Circ arrived in Perth, the land of the Picts, the land of Angus. Two days had passed since he and Taran had met in the shadows of Renton's moonlight. Circ quietly rode through the darkness to a copse of spruce trees and dismounted. The pungent scent of the hearty evergreens saturated the air. He tied his horse to a waist-high branch and made his way through the trees to a clearing. Still tucked in the veil of the evergreens, he knelt and pushed aside two bristly limbs and peeked out at the giant stone monster towering in the distance. There, across the clearing, loomed the picked castle. The enormous structure stood arrayed with flaming torches that sat like sentries mounted atop its massive rock walls. The flames lit the darkness above the castle, causing the hovering night sky to glow with an ominous ambience. The sight was unlike anything Cirque had ever seen. It was an icon of picked strength, Cirque had come to the heart of Pictland. Time passed and Cirque remained cloaked in the thickness of the trees. He sat in the darkness, mulling over Taran's words and rehearsing their plan in his mind. He pictured himself speaking to Angus, and a sudden feeling of dread rushed over him, as he thought of entering Angus' den and facing the Pict Lord alone. What if Angus refuses to hear me? What if he looks at me as his enemy? No, Angus will listen. Cirque wrestled with his doubt. He wants a truce. He wants the Scots to join him. An owl hooted in a nearby tree, and spooked Cirque. He took a deep breath to settle his nerves. He began to perspire. The night was still young, and he wondered if he should wait until dawn before approaching the castle. But he knew he could wait no longer. He returned to his horse and rode forward, leaving the protection of the spruce grove behind him. Halt, there below. The tower guard shouted from his parapet, as a lone rider approached. The rider slowed to a stop in front of the massive doors of the castle entry. State your business. The light of the castle torches flickered across Cirque's face as he eyed the parapet and spotted the guard. I am Cirque, son of Gormal of Renton. I wish to speak with Lord Angus. Cirque's words echoed against the castle wall, making him feel even smaller than he already felt, if that were possible. Lord Angus is resting. What is it you seek at this hour of night? My message is urgent. Lord Angus must hear me. It is a matter of grave importance. I beg of you, allow me to speak to your lord. The tower guard turned and disappeared from sight. A moment passed and Cirque heard the exchange of voices above. He shifted on his horse and glanced over his shoulder into the darkness. The anticipation made him antsy. Wait there, you will be escorted by our men, the guard shouted and then sunk into the shadows of the parapet. Cirque's heart raced as he sat in the silence of the night. This is the right thing to do. We need the Picts. Cirque tried to convince himself the plan would work. The men of Dalriada, the people of Dalriada, need to hear Angus. Alpin was a fool for refusing him. He had his chance. Cirque's grip tightened on his reins, and he tried to steady his breathing. Suddenly, a steely thud sounded in his ears, and the large castle doors jarred against one another and began to move. The dark opening between the wooden giants grew wider, and two men on horseback emerged from the shadows. They approached and stopped on either side of Cirque. Dalraedon, one of the men said, dismount and follow me. Cirque stood in a dimly lit chamber within the musty bowels of the castle. The walls were stone, the floors were stone, and the entire chamber was altogether unwelcoming. Cirque's heart beat loudly within his chest. 
The idea of speaking to Angus grew more unsettling, and doubt began to gradually quash what little of his courage remained. It was then that thoughts of Aidan crept into Sirk's mind. He wondered if Aidan would consider him a traitor, standing there in the Pict Castle, pleading for a moment with the Pict Lord, scheming to unseat Aidan's father. Aidan was Sirk's only friend. He'd always been good to Sirk. Where others cared little of Sirk, it was Aidan who'd been faithful to stand beside him. Surely, in time, Aidan would see that this was the right decision. Sirk labored to push the thoughts from his head and clear his troubled mind. A moment later, the far door of the chamber slowly opened, and a man in a long robe entered. Dalraidan, what brings you to my home at this late hour? The voice was severe and unfriendly. Sirk stood as still as a stone, gazing at the man. He recognized Angus from his visit to Renton, but he appeared older in the dim glow of the chamber. The candlelight deepened the wrinkled skin surrounding his eyes and mouth, aging him notably. Lord Angus, my lord, I am indebted that you would grant me a moment of your time. I am Sirk of Renton, son of Gormal. I hope you find my message pleasing. I believe we share a common goal, one of great importance. Angus peered at Sirk, studying his face. I know you, Angus said, resisting a grin. You are the one who tried to bring reason to the men of Renton when I called on your people to join me, yes. Angus stopped and folded his arms. I am not sure I'll find much pleasing at this hour, the moon is high and my mind begs of rest. What is it you so urgently desire to share? Lord Angus, when you visited Renton, not many days ago, you spoke of the Viking attacks in the north. We too know of these attacks. We agree, they must be stopped. Your wise Alpin does not share this sentiment, Angus interrupted. Have you come to tell me he has changed his mind? Alpin is blind in his pride, he doesn't see what others around him so clearly see. Many in Dalriada do not agree with him. They see wisdom in joining the Picts against the Vikings. So the others in Dalriada have sent you to inform me that Alpin has been supplanted, and the others wish to pledge their loyalty to me. Well, you see, Sirk stumbled for words there are others that come out with it. Sirk trembled. There are others in Dalriada who see things differently than Alpin, yes. It would be good for you to return to Renton to offer again your call for unity, that the others assembling in Renton may give ear to your message. Assembling in Renton, Angus said. Assembling in Renton to consider uniting with the Picts. No, not for that purpose, but if. Then for what purpose? My patience is wearing thin, boy. The Dalriadans are assembling in Renton to prepare for war against the Vikings. Angus turned from Sirk, hiding the smile that crept across his face. He gazed up at a grand painting hanging on the wall. The picture displayed an older woman in a long, purple gown sitting in a red chair. The woman was adorned in jewels, with a white sash covering her shoulders and draping over her breasts. Angus remained fixed on the painting, admiring its maternal subject. Angus snapped from his trance and spun to face Cirque. So the men of Dalriada, are gathering in Renton to war against the savages in the north. I suppose this was Alpin's idea, how clever to fight the Vikings from a position of weakness, how clever to fight them alone. Angus I grew as he spoke. His pasty white skin reddened as blood pulsed through his veins. The man is a fool? Many will die in this noble war of his. Many who could have been spared, had he the sense to join me. 
Angus took a breath and evened his tone, only, his pride would not allow it. Lord Angus, it's not too late. If you'll reconsider your offer of alliance and speak to the men of Dalriada when they assemble, then they will listen to you. They will join you. Gura of Dumbarton is a strong and wise man. His son, Taran, is a strong man as well. These men will listen to you. They will convince the others that aligning with you is our best hope to stop the Vikings. Alpin will have no choice but to concede. Angus allowed himself a moment, and a plan unfolded in his mind. And when the Vikings are defeated by our alliance, your Dalriadans will honor their pledge of loyalty, of fealty, to me, yes. I will ensure their security, their prosperity, and their peace, and they in turn will pledge to me their land, their swords, and their loyalty, yes. Angus rubbed his chin as he mused at the thought. My lord Angus, I do believe our men will see the wisdom of such an alliance. We can rid our lands of this evil. With your leadership, we can crush the Vikings and others in Britannia. After the Vikings are defeated, I beg of you to finish the task and destroy the Britons as well. I pray that no heart in Dalriada, or Pictland, is settled until both Vikings and Britons are destroyed. You seem quite anxious to cleanse our lands, young Scot, tell me, where is it that you grow this hatred for both Viking and Briton? Just as you despise the Vikings I despise the Britons. The devils killed my father at A and Alpin did nothing to stop them. Angus' eyes settled on Cirque. His mind schemed. A thought formed and pleased him. Cirque of Renton, you have shown much courage in coming a good distance to bring this important message. Clearly, you treasure Dalriada, or shall I say, you treasure Britannia. I share your passion in ridding our lands of the heathens in the north, and the south. With an alliance between our people, we can achieve such things. Angus gave a fatherly smile before finishing, when will the Dalriadans meet in Renton? Eight days from now, men across Dalriada will assemble in Renton. You should come and speak to them at that time. I'm certain they'll receive you. In eight days very good. Angus placed his hand on Cirque's shoulder. You must go now? Tell no one of our visit. I do not want Alpin to devise a plan to shipwreck what promises to be a day to remember, a day that will not long be forgotten.